Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome. Hey, I know we're, uh, I'm jumping on here, and uh, I'm just going to, I know I didn't announce this or do anything doing this here on a Tuesday night, uh, but we're going to give a few more, give a few more minutes here for some people to jump on, and uh, uh, <clears throat> and we're just going to go for it tonight. We're just going to have a, uh, just going to have a little conversation tonight, and uh um, the goal is is to do this every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Um, and uh, yeah, so if you're watching, um, leave a comment. Let me know you're here. Let me know who's on. And uh, uh, let's just we're just gonna dive into this thing tonight. Tonight we're gonna talk about pride, and that is a, that's a big subject, a big issue. And lots of stuff going on with that. So before we get too started, let's go ahead and open up in prayer. So Father God, I come before you tonight. God, I thank you for an opportunity to come and to minister and to do all that you have called me to do. Father, I pray that you would be with us as we talk about this subject tonight. God, I pray that you would just watch over us and you would keep us. God, and that you would help us to... Uh, Learn and grow and hear everything that you have for us this evening, God. In your precious and mighty name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Hey, before we uh, before we jump too far into this, all right, if you see me looking down, I've got, uh, I got comments, uh, watching for comments and stuff on my phone. So that's what I'm doing, checking comments. Um, if you would take a moment, let's share this. Please, I, you know, I think this is, this is how we get the word out. This is how we help spread the news. This is how we help, how we help lead and help train and help do all sorts of fun stuff with other people. So if you would just take, take a moment and just share this with somebody, whether you post it to your Facebook, you're sharing it on YouTube, um, which we are live. We're live on my Facebook, my, my personal Facebook page. We're live on the search page and we're live over on YouTube and I am what we're looking to as I do this we're looking to get live over on uh, TikTok and Instagram and other avenues as well so we can help share this message uh, with as many people as we possibly can and the way that we do that is by your help and your support so if you would just take take a moment share like comment let me know where you're at let me know what you're doing and uh <clears throat> i'm just i'm i'm excited to be on here this evening I, I i was i was telling my wife i was like i'm a little nervous i don't know i don't, I don't like this I'm not so sure how i feel about you know the live streaming thing but you know what it's an opportunity to share the gospel it's an opportunity to um help to reach people that may or may not uh you know be willing to come to church yet but you know what um, and, and it's also a way that we reach people all over the world. And so uh, and it's just something that the Lord's been talking to me about, something that the Lord's been uh, dealing with me on. And so uh, we're just going to jump into this thing and we're going uh, to jump into this thing and go from there and uh, see what happens. Okay, so. Oh, pride. Pride is one of those things that, man, um, it either goes very, very, it, it can be a good thing, but um, 
too much of a good thing can uh, too much of a good thing uh, too much of a good thing, man, can ruin everything. I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like salt, you know. When you if you were to follow a recipe, but if you sub if you're making cookies and you substitute the uh, uh, the you put the wrong amount of salt in. You put you put the amount of you get your salt and your sugar mixed up. You know you're really going to be messed up because you're going to put a little bit of sugar and a whole lot of salt, and you're going to make it, you're going to make it to where it is um, not good. You're going to make it to where it is just uh, uneatable, and a lot of times, unfortunately, that's how um, a lot of these things happen in our life. Is we get too much of something and it becomes uh and it goes over and it becomes something that is absolutely um it just becomes a monster it becomes a monstrosity and it takes over our life and it destroys us so and that's what proverbs 16 18 tells us proverbs 16 18 tells us that pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. So, if you ever heard the saying, pride goes before fall, that's a take on this scripture, a misquoting of this particular scripture. It says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. So, what exactly is pride then? Because, you know, in our society today, we have, we have pride, you know, you should take pride in yourself, you take pride in your appearance, you take pride in your job. And, and these are all things that are good things, right? I mean, taking pride in what you do is a good thing. But in the context of Proverbs, when it says pride goes before destruction, pride is exaltation. Pride is um, what it's talking about here is it's talking about you not preferring your brother. And it is talking... It, it, and it's so easy to do. It's so easy for us to have a higher opinion of other people. It is so easy for us to have a low opinion of ourselves, a high opinion of somebody else. But it's also in reverse. We can have such a high opinion of ourselves that we then begin to devalue um, other people. We begin to put other people down. It's you know, kind of the old adage of if you want to rise to the top... In the, in the corporate world, if you want to rise and do, and do these things, you know, you've got to just step on top of everybody. And that's pride. We don't, we don't want to live in pride. The Christian life is not about living in pride. Now, while we want to take, while we can take pride, because our culture talks about pride a lot. Our culture talks about taking pride in our activities, taking pride in our family, taking pride in our job, taking pride in our appearance, because we, we want to put our best foot forward. But what we're talking about Tonight is the the opposite of taking care of yourself, but it is not, let me rephrase that. It's not the opposite of taking care of yourself, but it is when taking care of yourself becomes everything about you. It's when you know a little bit is good, but when it becomes everything about you, we exalt one area of our lives over everything else instead of having them in the correct proportions that we should have them. And so 
that that's pride. We, pride gets us. Pride gets us to where we are doing things out of proportion. We're doing things out of. Uh, we're doing things out of proportion. We're doing things out of the way that they should be, and we want to make sure that. Uh, we want to make sure that we have everything right. We have everything in the right proportion. So how do we do that? One of the ways in which we do that is we have to submit ourselves unto the Lord. We have to submit ourselves to God. Now, when we, sub when we submit ourselves to the Lord, we are saying, okay, I am taking every part of who I am, and I am going to say, okay, I, I, I am submitting it unto God. So I am taking my, my job, I'm taking my personality, I'm taking my likes, I'm taking my dislikes, I'm taking my relationships, I am taking every part of me, everything that makes me me, everything that I do, and I'm submitting it to God. And, and, and when we submit it to him, then we live, in, we live in humility, we live in submission to the will of God for our lives. So when he asks us to give up everything and go to the mission field, we are, because we live in submission and because we don't live in, because we're living in humility and not living in pride, we are able to cut off the things that need to be cut off and do what God has called us to do. Now, the, on, the, on the other side of this, a lot of people live in this, um, live in this cycle, live in this, cycle is a good word for it, live in this cycle of constantly being down and constantly, de constantly defeated and constantly, and, and I call it a poverty mentality because we, you know, as, as a church, and, and I'm not, and I'm not talking bad about anybody in this, but it's just, there, there's a, there's a cycle that we can see. And, you know, it's because, we can live in this poverty mentality. We can live in this poverty mindset that says, I am never going to be good enough. I, 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 I can't have nice things because I, I am never going to be able to do that. So we live in this problem where we see, um, I'm never, I'm never, I can't, I won't you, they wouldn't want, you know, and even if we do, you know, we, we live in these self-defeating cycles of sin and that self-defeating cycle of sin is pride. Why? But why, why is that? Now, now, hold on a second, preacher. You're telling me that that's pride. Why is that pride? That is, here's what I'm telling you. It is pride simply because it is not the way God sees you and you are elevating your opinion of yourself higher than God's opinion of you. I mean, that, that's, that's pride. Pride is elevating ourselves, elevating our viewpoint, elevating our issues, our likes and dislikes, and we're elevating all of that above what God says that we are supposed to do. So when we, so, so living in a self-defeating cycle of sin is the same thing as always tearing people down. It, 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 it manifests in different ways. It manifests, the fruit is different. But the root is the same, and the root is pride. And I know many, I mean, I know people that take pride in having money. And I also know people that take, they take pride in being 
poor. They take pride in doing things that, you know, uh, in, in receiving and receiving. But the problem with receiving is that we're never giving. And so pride, whether, whether, it, be, whether it be on either end of the spectrum, whether, wherever the pendulum swings, pride simply is an exaltation of our opinion over what God has said. That's pride. So haughtiness. That's, that's the second part of Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. What is a haughty spirit? Haughtiness is this. It seeks to place yourself in a place that you don't belong. Okay? Haughtiness is you have you you being full of yourself that you think I deserve X, Y, and Z. Now, what what is an example of this? I'm going to give you an example right out of the Bible. Isaiah 14, verses 12 through 15. Isaiah 14, 12 through 15, and it says this. It says, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken to the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven, and I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation. On the farthest sides of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High, yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. See, this scripture, Isaiah 14, 12 through 15, that I just read, is it, it is the Lord talking about, through the prophet Isaiah, about Satan's fall from heaven. And that's why he says, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground. Now, I want you to notice in verse 13 that it says here, it says, For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. You see, that's haughtiness. You see, that that is this ability, that, that is this, in the depths of who he was, he said, I deserve a higher position than I have. Now let's 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 back this thing up for just a second and and talk about the who Satan was, who Lucifer was in heaven. You see, Lucifer Lucifer was one of the chief angels in heaven. We, he was the worship leader. There, there are scriptures that I, I didn't pull for this particular study, but that they, they, they talk about how he was filled with instruments. And that when the wind of God would hit him, he would make these beautiful, beautiful sounds and that would help lead the people and help lead the angels in worship to God. And the, I mean, and he was, 
he was with the he was with the archangels he was circling around the throne he was in the presence of god all the time leading worship glorifying him and yet that wasn't enough for him there there was something on the inside of him that said no I deserve, I'm the one that's making the music. I'm the one that's doing this. I, 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 I. And he says, I will ascend into heaven and I'll exalt my throne above the stars of God. He is, what he is saying is that he is taking, he was created by God, yet he is taking what God created and he is saying that it is, I am greater than my creator. But yet there's so many people that we do the very same thing. We as Christians do the very same thing. When we want our, our opinion is more valid than the word of God. When we want to change things, we want to tweak. And I'm not talking about let's go back and truly search it out and seek it and, and understand the cultural context of scripture and, and be Bereans and actually really study scripture. I'm not talking about that at all. But what I am talking about is this, this wave in our culture where we want to change the word of God and we want to make things new, right? We want to change things. We want to make things that have always been not be for the sake of the culture. We want to take the word of God and we want to bend the word of God so that it fits culture instead of taking our lives and bending and molding our lives with the help of the Holy Spirit to fit the word of God. That's pride. That is haughtiness that we would say that no, the Bible says you shouldn't do X, Y, and Z, but it's okay. God will forgive me anyways. That's that's so far out of line. That is so not even, we've got to be very, very careful with that because it it starts with something so small and it, and it graduates into bigness. It graduates into something that is not, it graduates, man, and, and it's and it's a terrible thing. So now we have these, you know, people want to change the word of God. Listen, I, I'm not, and I'm not here. I'm not bashing lifestyles. I'm not bashing anybody. What I'm telling you, though, is that we. What I'm telling Christian believers is that we have to take a stand, and we have to say if we are going to be believers of the word of God, then it has to be the word of God as it is written in the Bible. And we can't go changing and pulling and tweaking and turning and twisting. We have to make sure that we are understanding the Bible as it is written. We use with the help of the Holy Spirit, we are understanding the word. We are understanding what God has taught us and we're not taking it and then going, oh, well, you know, that was written 2000 years ago and blah, blah, blah and whatever. I mean, I don't care what the argument is. The problem becomes we become so full of ourselves that we think we can change God and we can change his personality and we can change whatever that we want to change, but we want to change the word of God to fit the culture instead of bending our lives to fitting the word of God. And the problem with us wanting to think we can change God is that the Bible tells us that the word of God doesn't change. 
God himself does not change. He says, I am, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. So when we come into this, we, we come into this idea that we can change the word of God, that we can take things and we can bend them out of context and we can do all of this fun stuff. And I'm here to tell you, friend, we cannot do that. We have to come back to a place where we can be able to say, this is black, this is white, and there is no gray. We have to be able to come to a place to say, this is sin, this is righteousness. And I'm not even specifically talking about just particular behaviors, but we have to, we have to come back to a place to where we say, no matter what, I am going to bend my knee to how I understand the scripture. And if my, and, and if, I mean, we just, we have to. We have to come back to a place where we're saying, God, I, I submit my life unto you into a to such a degree that if the word says don't do it, then by the with the grace of God and by the help of the Holy Spirit, I am not going to do that. And I am going to pray against that and I am going to teach against that. And I'm not saying that you have to be perfect, but what I am saying is that we have to get back to a place to where we are submitting ourselves absolutely to the will of the Holy Spirit, because anything less is in anything other than full submission to the Holy Spirit is pride. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes. And, and in the middle, I gotta take a drink. But I got my, 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 my Dallas Baptist University. Oh, let me get it. My camera's backwards on me. Dallas Baptist University Cup, um, which I found, which I found up and uh, and I paid like a dollar for it. I did not go to the Dallas Baptist University. Um, anyways, I just thought that was interesting. So let's 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 move on. Satan exalted himself. Satan exalted himself. Okay. Self-promotion is always, always, always a bad thing because men will always promote giftings, but God will always promote character. And when we are self-promoting all the time, when we're always begging people to listen to our sermons and begging people to listen to our music and, and begging people to yeah, just, just let me show you, let me show you. And I'm not talking about having a good work ethic and hitting the grind and whatever, however you want to phrase that. Um, but what I am saying is that we can get so invested in becoming that we lose who we are as a believer. We can become so invested in becoming a TikTok sensation or Instagram sensation or Facebook, social media, or, or you know, my, I want to just, I just want to be on TBN or I want to be on Daystar or I just want to be effective. I just want, I want, I want what's this that's the same thing that satan did he said i want i want more than i have <clears throat> excuse me the problem with i want more than i have is it starts with i now is it a bad thing for us to want a better life no is it a bad thing for us to strive for excellence in all we do no, it's not. We should strive for excellence. Now, let me, this is a quick rabbit trail. Excellence does not mean perfection. 
Excellence means that we do everything to the best of our ability. And when we do things to the best of our ability, guess what? We get rewarded for it. Because God didn't call you to be, God called you to be a good steward. He didn't say, I need you to be on the cover of Charisma magazine. No, he said, I need you to steward where you're at. I need you to be a faithful steward. I need you to look after the season you're in. And if you are faithful in a little thing, then you will become, then, then I'll get, my brain's not, my brain's not, we're going to spend a long day. But what he basically says is that if you are faithful over a little thing, I'll give you more. Now, so is it, so is it wrong to want more? No, it is not wrong to want more. The problem, the, the, the problem of pride begins to exhibit itself not in the wanting of the more, but in the how we go about getting it. If we go about it by stewarding what he's given us, then God will provide the increase. But the problem is, is so often we don't want to steward what we have. We And because we don't want to steward what we have, because we don't, let me back up. My brain, my brain's working faster than my mouth can work tonight. We don't steward what we have because we value where we're going more than where we're at. Now, did you, did you, did you hear that? Do you hear that? Oftentimes, we value a future end goal more than we value where we are currently functioning. But the and the thing of it is, is that where we are currently functioning, where we are currently serving, where we are currently leading is where we need to focus our time because the future will take care of itself. The future well, God will God will add the increase to what we plant, but He's never going to. But He's not going to do that because His Word says He can't unless we are faithful over the little thing. So how does how does this work? This work. How does this work then? So for me, my personal example is I started off in a church with three little old ladies. I my first church that I pastored for eighteen months had three people in it. And man, I'm telling you what, I thought, man, I thought I was doing something awesome the day we had 29 people in church. And I was faithful over that. Now, I'm not saying that I got everything right because Lord knows I did a lot of stuff. I made a lot of mistakes. I wasn't perfect. God doesn't require our perfection. He requires our participation. And when, when I left that church, man, I left that church 18 months after we got there. Um, and it ended up and it ended up being shut down. Um, and just it is what it is. And uh, <clears throat> but it was my faithfulness there. I didn't say perfection. It was faithfulness opened the opportunity to, for me to serve in a bigger in a bigger ministry. And so my 29 people that I thought was so great was now in my next church was my bottom. 
And so it, it began to grow and began to grow. And now that I, I've been, I've been doing, I've been pastoring now for, I think we're in our sixth year. Um, I think coming up in, coming up in January, uh, we're starting year number seven. We are, uh, but we're in our sixth year. January will be our sixth anniversary, I think. And a full-time ministry anyways. And in that every year, every, as we look back on the seasons, it's the faithfulness of being where we're at led us to the promotion in the next season. Now, there were many times that I could, there were many times that I could have jumped on, I could have done, uh, and I could have called and I could have been out and I could have done all of these things to try to um, make myself bigger than where, make myself, make our ministry bigger. And the problem was, is that I needed that 18 months in Messina, New York to prepare me for the next church. And I needed that and I needed that church and the struggles and the trials and the issues and the good times and the great services and the me learning how to really learning how to preach and really kind of starting to develop uh, my preaching style and my delivery and all and all of this fun stuff that most of us don't think about whenever most, most common people don't think or not common. We don't think about whenever it comes to church ministry, but when you're giving sermons every week, there's these things that you have to learn about. And so it was this process of learning and growing that has brought me to where I am today. Because if it wasn't for the first two churches, I wouldn't have been ready for the challenge and the the challenge of leading here at Souls Harbor. Because here at Souls Harbor, you may you may not know this story, but when we came here, it was... Um, <clears throat> We came here in two weeks, two weeks. We came here the first Sunday in March of 2020. Now, we all know what happened in the third week of March of 2020. The whole world shut down. And so I, you talk about transitioning into a ministry um, in the middle of a, I've transitioned two weeks after I got here, the, whole, the world shut down. And now I'm trying to figure out how to um, lead a church in the midst of something that we haven't seen in my lifetime or the lifetime of uh, my elders and, and the people that are helping me to lead. And so, but everything lined up and everything from my previous years of experience was able to help me into where I was. Because, but if I would have self-promoted myself into where I'm at now, where I was four or five years ago, I would have self I would have self-destructed. I wouldn't have been able to handle it. I'd been I'd been ready to because there were times in my early ministry I was ready to go fight somebody in the parking lot. And um, you know, you can't really do that as a pastor. But you know, and and there there were things that um mistakes and all of these things that happened that were part of my growth and part of my formation. But if we don't learn from where we're at, where we're going is going to be, we're not going to be prepared. We're not going to have the character in place for where we're going. And I know that's hard because if you're anything like me, I want to be there now. 
I want to be where I'm going quickly. I don't want to wait. I don't want to, you know, I I don't want to go, but I don't want to go. I don't want to collect my $200. I, you know, I just, I, I want to get there and I want to get there now because I'm just, I'm impatient. I just, I am. So Satan exalted himself. So self-promotion, we don't want to self-promote. We want to make sure that we are, we want to make sure that we are submitted to God, submitted to the spirit and following his leading. And if we are following his leading, then he is going to bring us to the right place at the right time when we have developed the right character and the right <clears throat> um, leadership and everything else that goes with it. Now, now here's the, here's the other thing about this that we have to really pay attention to. We have to really understand is that we have to, we have to develop and we have to allow God to develop the character on the inside of us. But how often does God very often uses other people to develop the character on the inside of you? God uses other people. Now, yes, will God come down and will he speak to you if you're getting in the word and you're struggling and you're searching and you're seeking? The, prob the problem that we have is that oftentimes we look at ourselves and we, we don't see Sometimes we don't see our bad faults. Sometimes we don't see the things that are tripping us up. Um, and we just think that these things are normal or these things that we've dealt with. And when we're talking about character formation, pride, pride can become very, very, a, a very big part of it. Pride can become, become, can become a huge part of our character formation or the lack there or the lack of our character formation, because we have to keep in mind, <clears throat> excuse me, we have to keep in mind that we have to do the work for character development. We're the ones that have to sit down and, and say, okay, Holy Spirit. Okay, God. Okay, Jesus, I am here and I'm struggling in this area. And we have to get in the word. And one of the biggest things I see, one of the biggest problems that I, I, I see in leaders, I see in other people is that, and I see in myself, let me not just point the finger of blame and, you know, no, the thing I see in myself is that I don't want to deal with the character issues. I don't want to deal with the problems because it's painful. It's not fun. It, it is, it is not fun to deal with all of our issues. I mean, if it's just, it's just not, I don't, I don't know very many people that like to drag up the past. I don't know very many people that like to deal with, deal with past hurt and past trauma and past anything. And so in that, we have to be willing to develop and work on ourselves, work on our own character. Now, I'm not saying we have to do it all by ourselves. Obviously, we have people in our lives that we need to rely on. We have pastors, we have ministers, we have um, people that can speak into us, whether it be mothers and fathers and coaches and teachers and principals. I mean, we have people that speak into our lives and we have to be willing to accept what they say, whether they're right or wrong. 
you see, that's part of being humble because pride will come up and say, well, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know. They don't know that. And I'm just going to be, I am, come on, snap the fingers. I am who I, I am who I am. Anyway, right. I know I'm weird. I got it. Somebody told me the other day that this, what they, they like watching these because I'm just awkward. I'm weird. I'm like, well, you know, praise God for that. Anyways. So we have to make sure that we're listening to the Holy Spirit, that we're listening to others around us, and that we're taking time to develop character, that we're taking time to develop humility, that we're not giving quick answers to things, and that we are thinking about them, we're praying about them, we are submitting them to the Holy Spirit, and we're saying, okay, is this opportunity from you? Am I ready for this opportunity? Do I have the character in line for this opportunity? And if the, and when those things line up, and I'm not talking about an absence of faith, because I, I, I hear that, and I, I, hear, I, 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 I hear what I'm saying, and I'm going, and, and there's, and, and I hear what people are saying, well, well, pastor, I've got to have all of this in order. I've got to have all of my ducks in the line. I've got to make sure that my character's good. And I've got to make sure all of this stuff. But yet we also have to act in faith to know that if the if there are opportunities and God says go, that he is confident in us, that we may not be confident in what God has done in the past season, but God is confident of what he has done in the last season. And now it is time to go put what he has done to the test. Okay. Almost, almost here. I, I, man, I, I, let's move on to the next scripture. Because I, I, I could spend a lot of time on this. I could spend a lot of time right here. And uh, I feel like we need to move on. So. Pride says that we have to control this life. James 4, 13 through 17 says this. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. To him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Now, let's jump back up to 13 and kind of work through this a little bit. And he, okay, so the writer, James, says, Come now, you who say it today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. But you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You see... We have to, we, we, what he's really talking about, what he's really saying is not so much that we're saying the wrong things, but we're saying it from the wrong heart because we are trying to make things happen. Yet we have to continue to submit to the Holy Spirit because God is the one 
God is God is the one that has given us everything. God is the, God is the source of our life. God is the source of everything. He is the absolute. He is our all in all. He is he is the creator and sustainer of all things. He is absolutely the highest most and should be the most revered person and entity in our entire life. And when we start saying, well, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to go do that. And I'm going to, and I, 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 again, it comes back to this I mentality of I, I am placing my wants, my needs, my, my everything over what God wants, over what the will of God is for my life. Because in this example, he says, you know, Today or tomorrow, we'll go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. But how do you know that God wants you to go there? Maybe he has another city for you to go to. Maybe he wants you to stay put where you're at. Maybe he wants um, you to, maybe he knows. See, God knows he sees further down the line than we can. So maybe God knows that it is that you are going to, Go to this city. It's going to be, you know, in these days it would have been in a famine or uh, in, in modern day terms. Maybe you're going to go and you're going to move down south. And next thing you know is uh, next week, the day week after you get there, there's a hurricane and you don't know how to handle a hurricane and you end up dying. And that wasn't God's will for your life, but you did it anyways. You see, we have to be very careful that we are sitting, submitting and listening to the Holy Spirit. And that we are not promoting what we want over what the Holy Spirit wants. Because we know that our life, man, I, the, the older I get, the more that I realize how I've heard how fleeting life is. I've heard preachers say my whole life that life is fleeting. But the, the more I am, the older I get, the more I go, wow. You know, I, high school for me was almost 20 years ago. And I'm going, man, that's doesn't seem like it's been that long, but I mean, my, my time, my, how the time flies, you know? And so we have to sit and say that we have to live a life of humility and submission under the Holy Spirit. And he ends this, he ends this whole thing with this phrase in verse 17, therefore to him who knows to do good, and does not do it, to him it is sin. To him who does not do it, to him it is sin. Now, why would the writer put this on the end of this particular phrase? You know, it's, 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 it's interesting that he would, it's interesting that James would sit here and he would say, you know, but now in verse 16, but now you boast in your arrogance and all such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it to him, it is sin. And, and I would submit to you that the writer here is really talking about your submission to God. And that we shouldn't be arrogant and we shouldn't be boastful in what we're doing but that we should be obedient 
And when we are arrogant and boastful, when we are full of pride and humility, to us it is sin, and that sin on the inside of us will always produce death. I think tonight that's where I'm going to end our, I think think I'm going to end our broadcast. I'm going to end my message right here like this, but I want to take a moment and I'm going to pray for you because we've covered a lot. We've been a lot. I've said a lot and I've done a whole lot, but I want to take a moment here and I just want to pray for you. And I want to pray and I'm going to pray. And I repeat myself a lot. I've noticed that listening to here. So anyways, let's pray. God, we just come before you right now. God, I thank you for each and every person that is on the stream, that is watching us. God, that will watch us, that is listening to the podcast. And God, I just ask right now, Father God, that you would just watch over your word. God, I pray that you would show us, Holy Spirit, any areas of pride that we have. God, I pray that you would show us anything in our hearts and in our minds and in our lives, God, that is separating us, that we are, God, show us any area of our life that we are exalting above you. God, whether it's good or whether it's bad, God, it doesn't matter. Because if we exalt ourselves above you, it is bad. Because, so God, I just pray right now for grace. Grace upon grace and mercy upon mercy for each and every one of my brothers and sisters, God. That as they hear this, as they listen to this message, God, that they would be set free from pride. And that, God, you would give them grace to receive a new identification and to come into balance, to come into how you have created us to be. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. God bless, God bless, God bless. Hey, listen, we will be on, um, we will be on next Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Central Time. 7 p.m. Central Time. Um, do me a favor before you log out, send this to somebody, share it, let them know that we're going to be here, uh, here in in the in the future, man, I'm excited. I'm gonna be bringing on some guests. I'm gonna be kind of doing a like we did a couple weeks ago, and just talking about some things that um, are real practical things to help us grow in our faith, to go deeper, to uh, just be more Christ-like, and that's that's the goal, man. Um, so I love you all. God bless you. Take some time, share this. Um, we will see you next Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, and I don't know about the West Coast. So God bless, and we'll talk to you later, guys. Bye.